Dory 1, this is Fireteam Delta. Dad's coming home. Welcome to the Military Veteran Dad Podcast, where it is our mission to bring every dad home. I am your host, Ben Colloy. I'm a United States Marine veteran, husband, and a father. We will bring authentic conversations to inspire action in your life so we can close the gap between the dad you are today and the dad you want to be tomorrow. This is the Military Veteran Dad Podcast. Welcome to episode 39 of the Military Veteran Dad Podcast. Today is a special treat. We don't have a guest, you get me. I first want to thank a guest or a listener who encouraged me to speak more in the podcast. And this encouraged me to do something I've wanted to do for the podcast, but I've yet to really work through the fear and the the, the courage to actually put my voice into a single podcast and put it out in the world. So I'd like to thank Oscar Hernandez, if he's listening, for encouraging me to open the mic up to myself and to talk to you, the dad, directly. So today I want to bring you top four things I have learned on the podcast. The first one that we're going to start off with is if you're a fan of the podcast and you've been listening for a lot of episodes, you're going to know this answer. It's legacy. Legacy wasn't something that I started off with on this podcast as something, even an idea. It wasn't even on my radar. And it wasn't until I interview Kirby Ingalls who really brought this idea into the mix. And what I realized when he started talking about it and then I, through other interviews started talking to dads that what we fail to do during the transition from military to civilian is we fail to switch from focusing on our service to our family. And that especially if you lost a friend in battle or in Iraq or Afghanistan, that question of why I lived and he died will haunt you. And it's related to your service. And you try to figure out all these little things of all these nuances related to your service. And you're like, you just sit there and consistently repeat these questions in your head, but they have no answers. And it's this failure to switch to our family because what I've realized through interviewing 37 dads now is our service, once it's over, it's all facts. There's not a single thing you can do about it or, with, or change any of it. It's all done. Your time, your commitment to your country is over. And moving forward through that really begins with recognizing that you just inherited a toolbox, no matter what happened, no matter how much PTSD you might be carrying with you, no matter how many friends you lost, all of those things are a toolbox filled with wrenches that you don't yet know what to do with. And by switching to your legacy of focusing on your family, these are wrenches that then can begin to set up your family to think about how they can go out into the world, how your kids can work through problems at school, Maybe it's a bully and you were had a bully in the military or you had a bad NCO that was very harsh on you and just you couldn't get where common sense didn't work. These are all things that your skills and your experience can help your kids guide them through their life. And one of the most freeing things that I've had over the years with my, with my kids is being able to just share a story of my life with my kids, whether it be from bullying, whether it be from being picked on, or even some of the things related to why I'm running now and why I go to the gym now. These are all stories that I used to like protect myself from and not expo explore out or say outside of my head. But really, when you share them to your kid, you're showing humility, but you're showing them that 
it, there is a way through it. The dad got through it and maybe I can get through it. But then also you can just share your wisdom through it. And there's so much power that comes from you sharing your stories, your experience with your kids. And one of the other things that I've realized is that when you focus on your legacy, you have the best toolbox part of from the military. You have experiences. You know how to be adventurous. You know how to do things that are a little bit crazy to most people. And giving those gifts to your kids to do crazy things, to go climbing on a rock wall, to go out in the woods and go play with a compass, these are things that kids love. They get them outside away from the video games, get them outside away from the iPads. We've seen countries that most people never even get a chance to imagine. We know what those have done to our soul and how our view of the world has changed because of that. These are gifts that we can give to our kids. And imagine the impact using these tools in this toolbox to go out into the world to make that dent, to give your kids the best chance that they have to go out there and figure out who they're meant to be in this life. Another one that comes up when this legacy is knowing your max effective, max, max effective range. This one comes from Andy Stump. He told a story that as a Navy SEAL, he was trained to be an effective fighting force. But yet his range of effectiveness was still to the range of the rifle that he fired. And if you think about it, that like no matter how much you trained in the service, no matter how great your skills are, your max effective range of what you're able to do is how far your rifle can fire. And he said when he's focused on his being a dad, that he realized his max effective range was literally generational. There's something that within the, the Bible that they talk about generational families, that they create a culture within their family that allows them to create a generational team that allows that family, their tradition, the core values to go well beyond the one piece of the tree that you are on the family tree, that literally you can go decades into the future and make an impact. The next one that I want to go ahead and talk about is number two. In this one, I had an idea of going into this podcast about it, but I really didn't understand the depth of it until episode 34 with Sarah Roberts which she was the spouse of a Marine who was discharged medically and eventually just collapsed under his own weight of his what he was dealing with. And he ended up killing himself with his daughter sleeping 10 feet away. And that word is ego. That what he was facing was this battle of keeping it all together, not showing anybody else his true scars, the scars on his heart, the scars on his soul, the pain that he was feeling inside, that was, he was holding it in and she would be the first one to tell you that that was something that he was always, he always had this strong ego to try to prove to the world that he was a tough guy. And later I learned that he came from a fatherless home and that not having that role model to understand who he needed to be in this world, to help him understand what he was feeling inside well before the Marine Corps, that almost made it worse because when the Marine Corps gave him an identity, gave him the uniform, it was the only identity that he knew. And when he removed that identity, when he was forcefully removed, because he was pretty much going to be a lifer, he didn't know how to be who he was because he didn't know who he was before the transition. And this ego was so strong that it just collapsed under his own weight and he no longer carried that burden. We, This ego also focuses on hiding our true feelings that the worst part of what the Marine Corps and every other branch does is they train you to hide your emotions. 
that emotions get you killed in the battlefield, which makes sense. But at the same time, emotions are how you use, or they're almost like your compass in life. And if you are trained to suppress them after your transition and you never really tune into what they're trying to tell you, if you feel sad, that's nothing wrong with it. If you feel sad because someone died, that's perfectly fine. But that emotion is trying to tell you something. That emotions are meant to be felt and understood, not suppressed. And these are things that are all related to ego. That ego just becomes this shield that we hide behind. That we inflate almost to protect ourselves from the things that we don't want to see. I've also explained it that in some ways that inside our our heart or our soul, there's always some portion of it's in the shadow. That we have some portion of it's in the light and some portion of it's in the shadow. And in, as you're having a conversation, imagine rotating back and forth to try to make sure that light never touches the shadow so that no one really finds out what's sitting there. But what you find out when the light does hit that shadow and someone figures it out, you feel free, you feel connected. And what you don't have happen is you don't have someone saying, oh my God, this guy isn't who I thought he was. Generally, when you reveal what's in that shadow, people come towards you because that vulnerability, that authenticity that you've just revealed allows them to connect to something that's in their shadows. And that's one of the things that most veterans in active duty don't really figure out. As dads, we often share some of the same scars, the same battles inside. And by going first with our vulnerability, we allow ourselves to be free of that emotion that's holding us in that's sitting in that shadow just waiting to be exposed but that tough guy mentality from the military just says i can't do it but that tough guy mentality is the one thing preventing you from coming home as a dad over and over ego is the is the biggest thing that prevents you from coming home because you hide behind it there are things that you feel inside that you don't know how to put words to and you're afraid to express And that ultimately creates barriers in your life between you and your kids, between you and your spouse. And the other thing with related to comp or with ego is that use it as a compass. Even myself, I've come miles on my ego because maybe five years ago, my ego was super strong because I was trying to prove to the world that I was someone. But really, I was just this scared man inside that didn't have any friends, that was lonely and worried about dying alone and reaching the end of my life and having no one in my life that cared that I was no longer here. But man, was I putting on a good front. And it wasn't until I really turned down that ego, started talking about it, finding community, that it really started to change. So use that ego as a compass, that wherever your ego is strongest, even if it's not something that you feel is devastating your relationships today, anytime you feel like you have an inflated ego around something, Use that as a compass to understand where you may need some personal development or to just really spend some time thinking about it or journaling about it or maybe finding a friend to talk about it. Or the Facebook group we have for dads is the perfect place to go in there and unpack something that you're not sure to understand. That's what community allows you to do. It allows you to gain perspective on different things. Which leads into number three, community. What I've learned also through all the dads that I've interviewed is that community is the one thing that we lack on the other side. We knew what we had when we served, but the idea of what we don't have on the other side never really sinks in. We have the emotional hole that that lack of community offers. And 
because we're isolating ourselves because of our ego, we are focusing on why the other person died and I lived. These are questions that almost prevent us from creating community, allowing, preventing us from finding other people with similar stories or even just going out in the world to share our story. That quick story related to about five years ago when I turned 30, my midlife crisis was I was literally going to, to die alone. And that when I reached the end, no one was going to say any nice things at my funeral because I really had nobody of quality in my life that was going to care. But man, having community was the one thing that allowed me to create opportunity, see new ideas, share a different view on something, this, to, to see a different way of life from an angle that I never would have been exposed to. And that community is where you can come back together and not necessarily heal because some things you never heal from. They just create a scar. But an odd thing about scars, even when you analogy it to skin, a scar grows two times stronger than the skin before. And so a scar isn't meant to be something like that is, that is hurtful. It's meant to be something there that kind of reminds you of that pain. And in a community is really where you can really understand a lot of this. And it's, maximize my ability to be a dad, a husband, a better human being, a better veteran to serve the community, to even create this podcast. All of that came from finding like-minded people that were on a similar path that I could be friends with. And you've heard me talk on the podcast multiple times that for 3,000 years, we survived in tribes. And in the last 100 years after the Industrial Revolution, society evolved to a place where we no longer did that, that Men went to work, they came home, they were the provider, but we never really had those solid tribes. And that tribe is where we need to do life. And you've also probably heard me say it, that if you were, I was in the Marine Corps and the back, your back was the first thing that went. And because of that, their motto was, if you couldn't lift it, you just didn't have enough Marines trying. So if you needed something lifted, it meant, well, you need 15 Marines on that to lift it. That's the problem. It's not that you need a fork truck, you need 15 Marines. It's the same thing for life. You're not meant to carry everything that life throws at you. That these things are difficult. Not everything that you can, a loss of a child, a loss of a friend, maybe it's a divorce, whatever is on your heart, whatever is weighing your heart down, you are not meant to carry that burden alone. It's why men did life in tribes, because that community strengthened ourselves. It allowed us to thrive. It allowed us to overcome adversity. It allowed us to get through bad winters because we were a unit, a cohesive unit. We weren't alone. And that's exactly what we learned in episode 34. He, he, had, he had community around him, but he was no longer willing, able to accept it. He had people trying to help him and he just couldn't understand how to work through it and come through that ego that he was protecting himself from. And this... For number four is a little bit of a pivot, but it's just as important. And it comes from an episode and the title of it is Always Kiss Your Wife First. And this is something that we talk about a lot. And I've had a lot of dads come on the podcast and they talk about how that when they're serving, it's so easy to get caught up in the deployment, to get caught up into it's a noble sacrifice of my time. My kids will understand. My wife will understand. They understand, but at the same time, and it is a noble sacrifice, it's a credit card. You can only borrow so much from your family's time and patience 
before they wonder what it's all for. And you can get back from a deployment and have a mentality of like, oh man, I can't wait to be on another deployment. Or you can come back from a deployment and recognize that there was this eight month gap and that I did borrow a lot of time from my family. They gave me a gift to go do this while they stayed and supported the family. I need to show up 10 times stronger for that. And the, the idea of always kissing your wife first is to prioritize her. That, And it's not common culture to say that your kids aren't the most important. I think most people will say, oh, you got to prioritize your kids and I'll focus on them. And so many people get caught up in the trap of making their kids the center of their universe. That they always are going to the soccer games every week and their life revolves around them. But there's one truth that I've learned related to this, that your kids are going to betray you, that your kids are going to leave you. There's going to be a time when the house is empty and the only person left is the one you're originally committed to. And if you don't strengthen that relationship from the beginning to the end, wherever it ends, it will end a lot sooner than you wanted it to. And it's because of that credit card. You have to recognize that you can only borrow so much and it requires daily deposits. It requires consistency. It requires consistency to your word. It re requires all of these things, but it requires you to prioritize, to show your wife that she's number one and the kids are number two. And think of the lesson that that teaches your kids when they go out into the world to get married of how they view relationships. Like your relationship with your wife is the example that your kids will go out and model. The relationship you have with your wife will be the one that she looks for in the man that she goes out and find. So if you want your daughter to come home with someone that you like, be the man that she would go out there and find. And she'll bring someone home generally that is within those parameters. It's maybe not a perfect scenario every time, but in general, they go out into the world to seek the person that their dad was. And these are things, goes back to even our very beginning one, our legacy. These are all the things that we have can bring to the table. We can bring strong women, we can bring strong sons, and we can bring solid marriages into the future and break these chains of broken families, break the chains of just broken childhoods, broken dreams, and really create that legacy. And to wrap it all up here, there is one idea that I love from Steve Jobs. And Steve Jobs always said to go out, he, his goal was to make a dent in the universe. And I would argue he did make a dent in the universe. Literally 80% of the population probably has some type of Apple device, or at least knows of its existence. That I like to think of the universe as a wall. And as military members, we have the best chance to make a dent in that wall. That someone should walk by that wall one day and say, that dent was theirs. And that's the same mentality that I have with my kids, is that I want someone to walk by that wall and say, that mark right there, that big dent was the colloids. And that's all of these things wrapped into it. It's recognizing the legacy of your family. It's making sure your ego is off so that you can go in without blinders on. It's recognizing that you have a strong community because you can't do this alone. You need to know, you need to network, you need to follow up on different things in your life. You need to figure out what you want to do when you grow up. You can't do that without a community. And you num last important, you can't do that without the support of your wife. And all of that can't be possible if you don't show up and come home. You need to be there physically. You need to be there mentally. And if you're not, you need to make an effort to do all of that as best as possible. And one thing that can happen a lot, I knew it happened a lot for me when I first started this growth journey, is once you're aware of it, 
it's almost like you have a herd of elephants in your room in your room now because I didn't you didn't know about this and then I say it on a podcast and you're like, oh man, the elephant just popped into my house. How the heck do I get this elephant out? Sometimes you just gotta be okay with that there's an elephant in your house. And just being aware of it allows you to kind of troubleshoot it, work through it, understand it more, understand why it's there in the first place. And just slowly but surely, the elephants will disappear, but not from ignoring them. It's almost as you just decided and understood of how to take care of it. So don't get stressed out if this is a lot of stuff that's new to you, because sometimes it can be overwhelming, but every day counts and every day is the one that matters. And today is that day. And focus on how to go out into that world and be the best freaking dad that you can be. Because to go back to what we get hung up on is our legacy. Someone died in Iraq and Afghanistan. Someone no longer gets to hug their son or daughter. And their daughter and son never get to feel what their father's love feels like. That happened so that we could come home and be the best fucking dads that we could be. And... That is what all this podcast is about. That's what creating legacy. It's understanding where your ego, creating community, and lastly but least, prioritizing your wife because that's the person that's your anchor. That's the one that you originally chose to do life with, and that's the one you're going to cross the finish line, hopefully 75 years down in the future. But it starts now with your daily actions. So that's all I have to say about this, and I really hoped that this helps I survived. I'm a little bit uh, feeling a little bit better after getting through this. I was extremely nervous going through because this was the first solo episode. So I appreciate any advice that you guys have. If you guys like this, if you want to drop me an email, it's ben at militaryveterandad.com. I'm on my socials at Instagram and Facebook. I'm more than happy to, to hear any feedback on this. Do you want to, maybe you guys are saying, I want to hear more of this. I'll happy to starve some more fear and work through some different topics, break them down a little bit more maybe. And just also a final reminder, we have the Facebook group where, again, we are building a community of military dads to share that load. Because as I said, you're not meant to do it alone and you're not meant to carry everything that life gives you. And without anything else to add, I'm going to sign off. And I really appreciate you guys. And I really appreciate you took the time to listen to this episode. And I will see you next week. That's a wrap. And thank you for listening to today's show. And I really hope you enjoyed it. The lifeblood of any new podcast are the reviews. If you haven't reviewed the podcast yet in iTunes, I would really appreciate it. And you will help us get the message out to even more military veteran dads. As John Maxwell says, if there is hope in the future, there is power in the present. Dads, it's time to come home.